Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shalook. Shalisten, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Shalook. Shalisten. Shalook. Shalisten. Shalook. Shalisten. Shalook. Shalisten. Shalook. Shalisten. Shalook. Very good and very exciting, Ben. Look, let's cut straight to the chase because we have a ton of John Wick content to get... No, not John Wick. Dungeons & Dragons content to get through this week. But before we even get there, we have to look at the new trailer for Renfield, Nicolas Cage's latest hit, and the new trailer for Power Rangers Once and Always, which, as it turns out, is just Power Rangers. But not only do we have to look at that, we've also to look at the major disappointment for Marvel Phase 5, Benjamin. And, bloody, we've seen so many films, we've just been in the cinema non-stop, Ben. We went to see Shazam, we went to see Dungeons & Dragons, and we went to see John Wick 4, although you went to see John Wick 4 separately because you were tired. Sure, listen, Michael, if that wasn't enough and a perfectly valid excuse not to go to the cinema at 9pm in the evening, we're also going to be taking a look at another Dungeons & Dragons movie, Michael. We had the esteemed privilege, nay the honour, Michael, of attending a special screening of 2023's Dungeons & Dragons Honours Among Thieves, Michael. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. Yeah, we were there, Michael. I saw you. It was the two of us, wasn't it? Along with a host of Dublin kind of... Nerd and D&D and comic book and Comic-Con royalty, Michael. Illuminati, in a sense, Ben. In a sense. In a sense. And come here to me, Michael. We, we went to see that. And we have to say, Michael, good old time. We had a good old time at it, yeah. Do you know what's not a good old time? Is it 2000s film Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah, it's fucking shite. Oh, no use at all. <laughs> well, that's the end of this week's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening for our insights. <laughs> So that was it from us, uh, Michael. But we've got loads to get through. Let's 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 hop on in there, Benjamin. Before we do, though, I forgot to tell you, I was on a podcast last week. It, it, sorry, I was on a podcast, Benjamin. I was on the Mediocre Hobbies podcast for my other thing that I do. Fuck you! How I know. Dare yeah, you? I didn't even invite you. How dare you? I was on the Mediocre Hobbies podcast, Ben. And I had a grand old time. I think. I think. I think I, I'm just going to hang up. Yeah, do, do. We're just going to hang up. Benjamin, it's about my other Warhammer interests. You'd be so bored, Ben. Your your other interests, Michael? How's your poetry podcast going, Ben, you son of a bitch? How long have you had other interests? Are they younger? Are they younger interests? (laughs) My interest in Warhammer, Ben, is older than you. Is it because they stroke your ego, is it? Yeah, I love it. I love, I love talking about Warhammers. All these young anyway, plastic figurines throwing themselves at you. Go and listen to it. It's on the Mediocre Hobbies channel on YouTube and probably Acast and Spotify. Paint me like one of your miniatures, Michael. I bloody well will, Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin! <laughs> Very good. I'm speaking of painting time. you like one of your miniatures, um, there's nothing new this week. But nah. we did get a final trailer for Renfield. We did. We did. We didn't talk about this, Michael. This came out, and given that I am arguably Nicolas Cage's number one fan on the island of Ireland, mm. what, a, what a shame. What a shame. We went to see Pig. We went to see Pig, Michael. Nobody yeah. saw Pig. Nobody we saw did. Pig. It was great, though. It was fucking great. Part of the cage Absolutely great stuff. Yeah, Renfield looks like they might as well have just called it Marvel's Renfield. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it though. Nicholas Holt is continuing his streak, Michael, as the weirdly handsome man in weird side projects. Yeah, weird side projects with me, Nicholas Holt from England. Ben, I'm gonna have a sip of tea. Go on, have a have a slurp there. Um, so, Michael, this is this is the the long suffering servant of Dracula, Renfield, who's in the original novel. He's he's the forerunner of Dracula's entourage, I suppose. And he, he's always eating flies. He's always eating flies, Michael. He eats insects. He's only a partially turned vampire boy. Is that what he is? Is he not what's considered in modern pop culture to be a vampire's thrall? He is a vampire thrall, very much so, Michael. Good, good use of modern pop culture terminology to define an elder character. Well done. Benjamin, I know almost every word. Yes, you do. You do. You spent long hours reading dictionaries for just Just this occasion. Devouring them. Like a Dracula, but for words. But for words, Michael. But come here to me. This is this looks to be very comedic. Mm, it's got Aquafina playing Katie from Shang Chi. Oh, Michael, I, I just don't care about Aquafina, and I don't oh. know if that's racist. Oh, it wasn't until you made it racist by saying yeah, that. Yeah, I probably made it racist now. Um, I just don't like Aquafina. She plays the same character and everything. She pl- she does a big Aquafina. She does a big Aquafina on it, Michael. And I just don't care. But it doesn't matter, Michael. We're going to get... It looks to be a love story between Aquafina and Nicholas Holt. There are no love stories in cinema anymore, Ben. This will be a completely romanceless, friendly relationship. Just a platonic pair of pals helping each other out in the perilous grips of Dracula. Yes, exactly. No one will kiss. No, No smooches. There'll be no smooches, Ben. There's no smooches in cinema. Post-2019, post-COVID, there's no smooching in cinema anymore. You can't. You're not allowed. No you're smooches. Not allowed. Everyone will get COVID. Yeah. Um, it looks very interesting, Michael. It looks to have quite a special effects budget. Yeah, they spent a lot of money on Nicholas Holt lepping about the place like the character Beast from X-Men. Yeah. It's interesting. It feels, it feels very mid-2010s when we were like, let's make everything superheroes. Let's try that. superheroes now. Uh, the only <laughs> disappointment for me is that it's not Luke Evans playing Dracula. This would have been great. It was a continuation of the Dracula <laughs> Untold story. Michael, I, for one, was holding out for uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, very <Dracula>. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Morbin time, as it it's were. It's absolutely Morbin time. Yeah, it looks better than Morbius. I, I don't know. I don't know if Draculas are back, but there looks like there's werewolves in it or were they just wearing masks? Oh, it, it could, it, I think they were just wearing masks in this, Michael. But there could be werewolves. There could be some kitsch werewolves in there. There's a kitsch Dracula. We're going to have a good time. Looks very interesting and exciting. It does. does it, though? No, it doesn't. I'm lying to myself. Looks all right. It looks all right. Good man, Michael. You pulled it back there. There was a, there was a moment there where it yeah. nearly peeked past the curtain. A little bit of enthusiasm just went, whoop. <laughs> no, I'm not that, I'm not super enthusiastic about it. I'll definitely go see it, but it feels a little bit mid. mid. See, to quote the young people, Ben, it seems a bit mid. Good man, Michael. That's really that's really de-aged you a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at a 26-year-old Michael Leonard there in the Very seat. mid, Ben. <laughs> I feel very smug and superior now because I know what mid means. Michael, we've, we've set ourselves up for failure. We saw so many movies this week. We're going to have to go see them all now. Yeah, just, just the way things are. We've set a trend, especially if they're free and they invite us, Benjamin, and we get free popcorn. Ben, you got free popcorn at the at the multimedia screening, and that was the happiest day of of your life. I've never seen you so happy. You felt so important. 
If it hadn't been, if it hadn't been, Michael, for my crippling social anxiety and uncertainty as to whether the popcorn actually was free and it wasn't some kind of <laughs> social morality trap. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, ladies and gentlemen. The, I, I really enjoyed seeing Dungeons and Dragons, but I almost more enjoyed <laughs> watching Ben's imposter syndrome freak him out. <laughs> as we discussed, Michael, on a, on a purely objective basis, my imposter syndrome didn't have a leg to stand on. Not a leg to stand on, Ben. You were at a multimedia screen. You've been you've been podcasting on the topic of pop culture for seven years. You're more than more than the right to be there. Yeah, and I play D and D, and you play D and D, and you've seen two thousands Dungeons and Dragons. So you should have got free I was tickets. Overqualified. Yeah, you should have got free tickets as penance for having seen that other one. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of overqualified, Benjamin, everyone in. Power Rangers once and always not overqualified, in fact. <laughs> underqualified. If anything, underqualified, Michael, for acting, for action, for life. A few more days in acting school wouldn't have done them any harm, I don't think. I don't think so, Michael, but I don't think that was ever the thrill of Power Rangers for people, was it? Well, that's why they cast non-union actors, famously. Just so they wouldn't get any hassle or yeah. quality. Yeah, so they wouldn't get any hassle or people asking for fair rates or... Oh Fair treatment. Yeah, you wouldn't want any of that. My, what's that? You say you've got a pain in your spine from the last stunt? Shake it off. Shut up, Amy, and do a flip. <laughs> I don't pay you to stand around and gripe, Amy. Flip for we me. Pay you to do a flip and a key eye. <laughs> give me, give me a key eye. That was an off-key key eye. Give so me anyway, an on-key key eye. So anyway, Ben, they're bringing back fifty-five-year-olds to do flips and key eyes. It's Seems not going to go well, Michael. The gist of this one. It's not going to go well. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. They've yeah. brought back the two least popular Power Rangers. Go on. Um, Zack and Billy. Now, I mean, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers cast, quite iconic. Yeah, go on. You know, they had Jason David Frank, your favourite. <laughs> um, the Green Ranger. Yeah. They had uh, Austin St. John. Um, the Red Ranger. Like they and they had Amy Jo Johnson as the Pink Ranger. Sure, those are all names. Toy Thrang as the Yellow Ranger, and two of them are dead, and oh. two of them um, have distanced themselves from Power Rangers. So you've ended up with with the Blue Ranger and the Black Ranger coming back. The only two lads would do it. The only two lads, and funnily enough, I think in particular the Blue Ranger, the actor who played Billy, hated Power Rangers for many years because he was um, he was a closeted homosexual at the time. Oh dear. That it was filmed. And being a closeted homosexual in cheaply produced television in the 90s was not a nice place to be. Yeah, that's a tough gig. I, apparently it was, and he had a terrible time. But obviously he has made um, peace with it. Or, I don't know, this is produced by a whole new set of people. I don't I don't know the man's lived experience, Ben. Michael, do you, know who he probably, uh, do you know who he probably hasn't made peace with? Go on. His debtors, and therefore this is a great opportunity <laughs> for him. It's a real Nicolas Cage situation. It looks like, Benjamin, they're killing off the Yellow Power Ranger. What? It looks like Rita Repulsa shoots an energy beam and kills the Yellow Power Ranger. Is it the original Rita Repulsa? No, I think she's dead as well. It's some sort of new oh. robot body. Oh. Rita Repulsa. Oh. Um, but she shoots some sort of laser beam and kills a Power Ranger. And it looks a little bit like they maybe kill the yellow Power Ranger off while she's in costume. So it can be Trini. It can be the original yellow Power oh Ranger. Oh my. And they can memorialise her in a way. Oh. 
and then bring back the rest of the Power Rangers for a nice bit of Power Rangers style revenge. Do you think? Do you think Rita Repulsa has that weird moment where she's like, "Oh fuck, I did it! Oh fuck! Oh shit! Oh 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 Jesus! I did! Oh no! They're going to bring back some second stringers now to beat me up." No, but I just love the idea that she finally achieves what she's been trying to do for decades, to and kill she just a goes, Power Ranger. "What? Wait, what do you mean she's not getting up?" <laughs> I thought they were invincible. Where are the sparks? <laughs> um, yeah, and then they bring back like substitute Power Rangers for the red, pink, and yellow. I guess I don't know. And maybe if she dies, I I don't know. They've got some of the Power Rangers. They got some of the Mighty Morphin. They got some of the season three, the post movie cast. Very interesting. Very Very hard good? To know. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, do I have to watch this one? Uh, well, I'm getting the sense you didn't even watch the trailer. So I, I didn't, think even Michael. I... I didn't. The trailer was added very late in the game today, Michael. Was that it on Sunday, Ben? That's not true. It is. Look, you can see the timestamp. I get a little email every time you add a trailer, Michael. Dear. Yeah. That's good. That gives me another avenue by which to annoy you. Another retard by which to hoist me. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of annoying things that have happened, go on. You know who must be very unhappy me in this podcasting relationship <laughs> just because I was on the Meteorological Ochre Hobbies podcast fucking son of a bitch I've slaved was, away for years on this podcast we had a great time Ben we were talking about painting Warhammer we were talking about collecting it was great stuff I gave you two podcasts and now all you can talk about is some cheap floozy that talks about your interests <laughs> I gave you the best years of my life I gave you the best years of my life um, go on sorry <laughs> anyway you know who's very upset Marvel most likely Oh, what a major's upset, Michael! It's hmm? a ma- he's he's really Ezraed this situation. Now, then, oh. we should we should we should preface this with a big, massive, allegedly, allegedly, a big, huge, allegedly, maybe, maybe something has happened with Jonathan Majors, possibly involving violence towards women. Yes, so. What we do know about this incident, Michael, um, this he's done a big Ezra Miller. He's done a big Ezra Miller. He's on top of the world and he's thrown it all away. Or Bizarrely. he hasn't. Uh, or he hasn't. Yeah, we don't know. We weren't he's there. allegedly thrown it all away. Okay, mm. so what we're looking at here is Jonathan Majors, star of Ant-Man Quantumania. Yeah, um, Creed 3. Creed 3. Loki season two. The Harder They Fall, which is an up and coming other movie that he's in. Yeah. And uh, The Avengers Ka- Kang's Legacy. Love Ka- Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Jonathan Majors, star of Men's Health Magazine and Thirst Trap to a Nation. So ripped. Was arrested in New York after police were called to a domestic dispute um, and he was charged with assault and harassment after a woman sustained head and neck injuries. Allegedly. No, I think that's not allegedly. I think that's true. He was he was arrested and charged. Yes, that's true. That's not allegedly. That's a true fact. Yeah. So unfortunately, it looks to be violence against women. That's not ideal. Not great. Any violence is bad. Yeah. Violence against women is particularly bad. I disagree, but um Okay. (laughs) Not a good look for our Jonathan Majors. Not great news for him. So, no. uh, this happened on Saturday. Yes. Um, it's allegedly to a 30-year-old woman 
who is Jonathan Major's current girlfriend. Oh, a classic Chris Brown type situation. Probably ex now. <laughs> One um, would hope. But, yeah. So at around 11am, they responded to a 911 call inside an apartment in the Chelsea neighbourhood in Manhattan. Okay. Yes. The victim informed police she was assaulted, said a police spokesperson. Officer placed the 33-year-old male into custody without incident. The victim he looks sustained- older. He looks much older. Um, I am genuinely shocked that he's only two years older than me. Yeah. Um, How old vic- are you? I'm 31. Oh, you've got that bang on. Yeah. <laughs> um, well done. <laughs> the victim sustained minor injuries to her neck, or sorry, to her head and neck, and was removed to an area hospital in a stable condition. Oh, I thought you were going to say for post-mortem. Now, Majors was no longer in police custody as of Saturday night. All okay. right. He had the party. Now, what's interesting here, Michael, is that his representation has doubled down here and said he has done nothing wrong. Now, I don't know if they're pro-beating women, and that's why they've taken that stance. (laughs) (laughs) He did nothing wrong. She had it coming. She had it coming. Yeah, so I don't know if they're just a bunch of sodges, but I don't think that's what they mean, Michael. I think what's actually happened here is that they are claiming that he is not after betting a woman. Right. And that this is a false accusation somewhere along the line. Now, Michael... We don't know. We don't know. We weren't there. Happened. I've, yeah, we I've heard there. a few different rumours about the mill. Despite allegations, Ben, you weren't there or involved. I wasn't there or involved, Michael. Um, I was here worrying about where you were till all hours of the morning <laughs> with a dinner on the table. You were, and... you were cradling your popcorn, hoping no one was going to come and say, excuse me, sir, you're not actually entitled to that free popcorn and take it back <laughs> off you. I'm assuming the Coke Zero was free as well, sir. That'll have to come with me. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. (laughs) Take it away. Um, But so allegedly, Michael. Yes. There are a few different things going on here. One is that there is video footage because this apparently the assault itself took place in a cab. Oh, classic. So this is interesting for two reasons. Number one, there is more than likely CCTV of the Mm. incident. Yeah. In a cab. Yeah. Uh, and number two, there are plenty of witnesses, apparently. Oh. Now, the representation for Jonathan Majors has said that this is a good thing because the witnesses will set him free, so to mm. speak. Um, and another source has said that it is Jonathan Majors who placed the phone call to the police. Oh, so many twists. So many twists, Michael. Now, look, either way... It's messy. It's not what you want when you're in a stratospheric situation. The the story has surfaced, Michael, that Jonathan Majors was texting a young lady on his phone. Oh? Yeah. And that the young lady in the cab with him caught a glimpse and accused him of running around. Oh. And Jonathan Majors didn't like this. Oh, very interesting. So he gave her the back of the hand. Oh, very interesting. And Ben, what do you normally do when that happens to you? I take the back of the hand from the person who's caught me. <laughs> um, no, it's very I mean, interesting though, isn't it? Because Marvel had put so much into him. They've put their entire phase five into him. Like the whole thing is, lads, we know the last few films have been shit. But have you seen Jonathan here? Isn't he great? Isn't he a lovely young man? Nothing wrong. Um, we, we shouldn't make light of this, Michael. In fairness, it's it's a pretty serious accusation. If it does hold water, 
Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Speaking of Benjamin, yeah. Justin Roiland is off the hook. Ah, get out of here. <laughs> so he is, in fact, off the hook, Michael. Yeah. Um, his case has been according to the police. His case has been dismissed as the authorities were not able to collect enough evidence to prove beyond reasonable doubt um, what was he was accused of. Now, so I don't think dismissed. his case has been dismissed. I think you're you're chucking legalese around there, Ben, without any regard for what it means. Oh, sorry. Char- charges have been dropped. No, no, no. Which it, is even several steps before a case has been dismissed. No, it is due to a lack of evidence, though. Yes, but you charges have been dropped is different from a case Sorry, char- dismissed. Well, charges have been dropped due to a lack of so evidence, then. He's never gone to court. He's never gone to court, Michael. Now, he has come out since then. Yes. And... Um, given his first statement on the incident and yes. he has said that he's looking forward to getting back to work. Yes. <laughs> to which I think Adult Swim and Hulu have gone, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> you can look forward to fucking nothing, son. Um, and he said that these were the, the vicious attempts on his character by a bitter ex. Mm, an attempt to cancel him, which almost almost very much succeeded very interesting Ben I think the only thing you can learn from this whole thing is do not join the internet mob and there's a very much a reason we have a legal system and we should probably leave it to the legal system rather than Twitter except that quite often the legal system fails victims but we'll get into that another time on another podcast I would say the legal system does quite often fail victims but probably less than Twitter Probably less than Twitter. That's a, a truer words, Michael, were never spoken. What with the um, whole accountability and process. Yeah, no, that's that's very fair. But it's been a it's been a disappointing week in pop culture. Jonathan Majors is out. Yeah. Justin Roiland is back. <laughs> well hold on a second. No, hold on, hold on. Wait wait a minute, wait a minute now. Uh, how is it a disappointing week if Justin Roiland is back and he's the victim? He's very irritating, Michael. <laughs> he's very irritating, but if he's been the victim of a that's malicious true. attempt if, on his career, that's then true. him being back is a good thing, isn't it, surely? I mean, depends who you ask. Well, obviously, if you ask the person who he says was trying to cancel him, they would be disappointed by this turn of events. Really hasn't um, panned out for them. It probably hasn't. Or maybe he's just used power and influence to get away with it. Well, we don't know that either, Michael. We this don't know, do we? This no, the, the only one who'll get to the truth is Twitter rumours. That's it, Michael. That's then it. Then we'll know what really happened. Speaking Thanks. of people obsessed with, with justice and truth, Michael, you saw Shazam. I did. I went to see Shazam almost accidentally. My friend and yours, Jim, texted me and said, we forgot to see Shazam. And I said, that is entirely true. We did forget to see Shazam. So then I went to see Shazam, Ben. And I've mostly forgotten what happened in it. <laughs> It's grand, I think. Isn't Jim great? He's grand. He's great, isn't he? He just show up and say, do you want to go see Shazam? And you go, ah, yeah, I might go see Shazam with you if you want. Um, So anyway, I saw it. Yeah, it's grand. It's fine. It's it's all right. (laughs) That's that's the review, is it? Yeah, it's not great. It's not terrible. It's, um, you know, average kind of twilight of... I was going to say twilight of the superheroes in the sense that I think we're in a very bad time for superhero movies. Yeah, that's fair. Twilight of the Superheroes has a bit of a second meaning in superhero movies of being like the Kingdom Come, yeah. Watchmen style of comics. It's and the it's end not of the like all-American all. Norman Rockwell superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like that at all. It's just like a very average superhero film 
which is all right in places. It has a few good moments. It has a couple of nice laughs. It's lightweight. It's inoffensive. Right. Um, everyone's likable in it. That's good. Lucy Liu doesn't give her strongest performance and is probably the the low point in terms of not being a terribly compelling villain. Not Helen Mirren? Helen Mirren is quite good when she's villaining, but then flip-flops around a bit. So, oh. you know, it, it doesn't really have a satisfying ending. We're going to spoilers a little bit, Ben, for Shazam 2. Go on. Yeah, I don't We're think going... anyone's going to go see it, so it's fine. Yeah, at this stage, um, it has one of the most contrived and ridiculous um, endings I've ever seen in a film. Wherein Shazam, the, the character Shazam, young Billy Batson... Um, sacrifices himself to save the city and his family, um, and in the in the in the doing so, destroys the magical staff that can give them their powers back, and then the magic of the gods is sealed away, so they have no access to the gods to give their powers back or to save Billy. So Billy dies. Oh no! And, and then they go to Billy's funeral on Mount Olympus, and they say, "Well, Billy's dead, I guess, and there's no more gods." So we can't bring him back. And then it goes... And then Wonder Woman appears and says, No, there's still one god. It's me, the Wonder Woman. I'm here. She's not a god. Well, she's a demigod. Get fucked. And she says, Give me that staff. I'll put it back together. And then she does and he's grand. What? (laughs) Yeah, it's grand. Yeah, he's grand. He gets better. So, like... It's bizarre that they're having Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck cameo in all these movies for a dead universe and a dead timeline. It's bonkers. So strange. So strange, Ben. And obviously you've seen the rumours over the last few weeks that it was The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who nixed the idea of Shazam being the person who showed up at the end of Black Adam. Yeah. And replaced him with Superman. Yeah. Um, so, you know, internal strife, politics, cameos, weirdly timed cameos. Gal Gadot plays Wonder Woman, obviously, but she very clearly never met a single member of the cast of Shazam. Yeah, Everything's just, on green screen and body yeah. doubles. Yeah. She's just, yeah. look, everybody, Wonder Woman is here. And they all look off screen and they go, wow. And then it cuts to her standing on her own and she goes, yes, I'm very much here. Isn't it great that I'm here? And cuts back to them and they're all looking off into the distance. Some of them are looking in different directions because no one knows where they're supposed to be looking. Yep, that sounds about right. Yes, it is great that Wonder Woman is here, played so clearly by the actress Gal Gadot. Um, It's uh, it's fine. It's not not terrible. It's not horrible. Um, It sounds terrible. It sounds horrible. No, it's not. It's not. It's not terrible. It's not horrible. It's a fine kind of Saturday afternoon superhero film. Um. In the pantheon of superhero films, it won't go down as the worst or the best or even really largely be remembered. Michael, if you think it was two Gen Zers that were here go on. doing a podcast, what, what do you think they would say? They'd say it was pretty mid, I'd say. Nice, Michael. You nailed it again. Well done. That's another are... six years off you. There's a 20-year-old Mick Leonard sitting in the tiny room, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I hope there's no girls. I'd be so scared. That was like me on... Um, <laughs> what, what evening did we go to see? It's exactly like you. Um, anyway, Ben, look, should listen. What was I saying there? It's You're all right. It's it fine. Mid. People are loving Mary Marvel, though. Why? <laughs> um, 
she's quite a busty young lady. Oh, boo. I think is part of it. Aww. And also, she's kind of the most developed of the family. And the least weird in the sense that the same actress plays young Mary and superhero Mary. I, I can't fathom that weird disconnect. The fact that the boy who plays Billy Batson is now about 20. Yeah, it's weird. It and is absolutely Zachary bonkers. Levi is supposed to be the adult Shazam. Yeah, and he's more immature and yeah, like, leathery. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Weird film. Not great. Not terrible. Not great. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of things that use green screen remarkably effectively, Michael, we went to I see wasn't. John Wick 4. We did. We went to see John Wick 4. A good day to John Wick. Oh, Michael, Michael, the, the 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 final chapter in the John Wick saga. Allegedly. Allegedly. 2014, Michael, rolled around. And we were doing this podcast at that time, I think. No, we weren't. Not quite. No, we weren't. Not quite. But this has just come out, Michael. And we, we, everybody, everybody said, this is ridiculous. What a strange vanity project for Keanu Reeves. This looks cheesy. No one's going to watch this. Here we are, Michael. Four movies later. Balls deep in the John Wick cinematic universe. Michael, I want more. <laughs> I want more right. balls. We'll, we'll avoid spoilers a little bit at the start. I want, Michael. I'm going to throw it around. I'm going to... Uh, yeah, no, fair enough. We'll avoid it at the start, Michael. Just out, a little bit at the start. Because out of respect all, for the conceit. Our, let's talk about our poll, Ben, because we put up a little poll. We did. For the listeners. We did. And we said, what John Wick was the best John Wick? Was it, one, John Wick, two, John Wick 2... John Wicker, three, John Wick with a Vengeance, or four, A Good Day to John Wick. Those are all and the definite titles. Don't look it up, ladies and gentlemen. Mick's done a very good job. They're the titles of Die Hard films, Ben. Yes, they I are. don't know if you got that, because you're not very pop culture savvy. I'm but not. I'll tell you no. what. <laughs> you got freaked out by popcorn. Ben, um, <laughs> I thought that this was going to be a real close one between... Uh, what is John Wick 4 actually called? Is it just called John Wick 4? It's just called John Wick 4. The only one that ever got a, a subtitle is John Wick 3 Parabellum. Parabellum. And then <laughs> they were just like, nah. Nah, that's too complicated. Nobody even knew what a Parabellum was. No, I don't know what a Parabellum is to this day and I saw the movie. Yeah, yeah. They don't even explain it. No, there's no reason for right. it to be called that. I what think Keanu Reeves John? read it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, what are you going to do, John? And he said, Parabellum. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Parabellum. Parabellum, John, you hardly know him. Anyway, (laughs) um, I thought it was going to be between four and one because four has been very well critically and commercially received. Michael, what a hit. But not on our poll. On our poll, John Wick won. The original John Wick absolutely blew the rest of them out of the water. 55%, Michael. 55% of all voters went for John Wick. Now, it might be because I made up fake names for the other ones and everyone was confused. (laughs) You may have skewed the outcome, yeah. I might have. It wasn't very scientific of me. But anyway, we went to see it the other day. We did. And here is my one word review. Go on. Not one word review. One line review. Yeah. Very good, comma, maybe a bit too long, question mark? No, you niggas niggy boy. Um, That is the number one criticism, Michael. Does this film need to be three hours long? And I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, nothing needs to be anything, but it is. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, uh, what a journey we've been on with one John Wickle. Oh, yes, go on. 
Michael, there was a dog. Once upon a time, there was a dog. Yeah. Before that, there was a lady. Oh, yeah. But then there wasn't a lady. No. But there was a dog. Briefly. And then there wasn't a dog. Mm. But then... Yeah. There was male rage. Yeah. And then... Yeah. There was a lot of male rage. A lot of killing. And then... There was only one male rage. Because all the rest were dead. But then... There was a dog. Oh, a new dog. Yeah. And that's John Wick 1. That's, that's, that is a fairly <laughs> spot on. Yeah, that's pretty much it. John Wick 1. And Michael, in fairness, this was such a slick film when it came out. And the, the, the conceit of everyone's assassins was just great. <laughs> well, in John Wick 1, was everyone assassins? Well, see, that's, that's the, um, that is a fantastic one, um, to talk about. Cause no, it's not. <laughs> No, um, it isn't. Like, the John Wick films, and especially with this last one, with its three-hour runtime, its mythology, its cavalcade of new side characters who are ripe for spin-offs. Yeah. This is... Now, John Wick has been heading this way, but this is to John Wick 1 what Fast and Furious 5 was to Fast and Furious. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Like, this is not just a story about a hitman against the mob anymore. This is a universe where literally every single person is assassins. Everyone's assassins. Everyone's assassins. There's a whole mythology about assassins. There's rules within rules, within exceptions, within conspiracies. There's no law enforcement or... People are just... They have a massive gunfight, Ben, in Paris at the Champs-Élysées. People don't move. No one even moves out of the way. It's very strange. Like Paris, especially Paris of all places. If if people in Paris start shooting guns, Parisians know. Parisians have had it rough enough yeah. that that would be a traumatic scene for Parisians. To yes. see. It would know, also be shut loads, down fast. Yeah, Carloads of armed men shooting each other up at the Champs Elysees. But like but, like, passers-by don't even slow down their cars. What's going on at the Arc de Triomphe, Michael? Why just, is nobody stopping? They just keep knocking down assassins and keep on driving. It's yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. This is not the real world anymore. No. This is a much more absurd world than any superhero film. But it, it's so interesting, Michael, because you, you hit the nail on the head. John Wick 1 is a very realistic, possible yeah. mystery. Do you know nah. what I mean? Like, nah. there, there's maybe, there's maybe in this world a couple of hundred assassins. Yeah, and they all have a special network. And at the time, Michael, I remember thinking the Continental was the coolest fucking concept I'd ever heard of. Mm. A special halfway house for assassins. Yeah, where you could come in, relax, and I loved the no violence policy because that makes sense, Michael. How do you, how do you lig your ski? How do you, how do you relax? If you're an international assassin, you stay in a place where you can't do no assassinin. You can't do no assassins, you can't get no assassins. It's just, it's just not done. Ian McShane will pour you a drink, it'll be a nice time. Yes, or, uh, or your friend and mine, Lance Reddick. Or Lance Reddick will pour, pour, you know, he'll, he'll give you a very comforting speech, Michael. Hmm. Yeah. And then, Michael, it started to go balls to the wall in number two. Number two expands it a little bit, Michael. Just just a fraction, right? Because what we get in number two is, oh, crime families have a big syndicate around the world. And there's a thing called the high table. And you're mm. like, okay, 
I suppose there would be a governing body of some sort over the whole thing. It's quite a lot of crime going on. Mm. And we get a a few more glimmers. We branch out. There's a European continental. Oh, look at that. There's one in every city now. There's one in every city. I suppose that makes sense as well, Michael. I suppose it does. And then, Michael, at the end of John Wick 2, goes balls to the wall. It's just like, everyone's assassins. Everyone's assassins. Everyone you've ever walked by on the street is an assassin, just waiting for their time to strike. I will never, Michael, recover from the street busking violinist. Insanity. Insanity. As he passes by, who dismantles her violin, and it's a weapon. <laughs> she was assassins, Ben, because everyone's assassins. It's the amazing. Things, the things that people do and survive, particularly in this scene, the whole concept of the ballistic suit, they yeah. really play it up in this scene, this movie. So, yeah, let, let's, let's get into John Wick 4 now, Michael. Okay. Because... Uh, it's it's so interesting. You have to constantly raise the stakes in this franchise. And the the big challenge at the end of John Wick 3 is the high table guard who are armor clad head to foot in bulletproof armor. Yeah, it doesn't matter though because everyone's got bulletproof suits now. Because everyone's got bulletproof suits all of a sudden, Michael. Where did that come from? Ballistic suits, everyone's got them. Everyone's Everyone. got a ballistic suit. Um, and they use a bizarre technique where they kind of Batman their way around. Great, Ben. I love I love the visual of like middle aged men holding their suit jackets above their head like they're out in the rain, blindly firing pistols at each other. And no one getting hurt. Pissing bullets, Michael. <laughs> and then Parisian passers by just driving into them at sixty kilometers an hour Fucking and bizarre. carrying on. Mad shit altogether. Yeah. So what we get here, Michael, is it's it's time for John Wick's revenge. Hmm. Um, and he's going to get it out in the high table. He's had enough of them. They're a shower of toss bags, and he's he's not putting it up with it anymore, Margot. And so he's going on a one-man killing spree of the high table. And to be honest, Michael, he does pretty all right. That was the plot of three. Yeah, it was. But this, the, the, the first one, sorry, three is I'm going to clear my name. Yeah. And I'm going to get out again. This one yeah. is I'm going to kill you all. I hate you. Yeah. I hate, you've ruined everything for me i am to which, absolutely sick of this yeah to which many people would say well john you kind of did that yourself mm. well john john you've gone on a rampage <laughs> yeah an archer-esque rampage yes. Benjamin, who is your favorite side character who they're hoping is going to spin off oh michael i uh, there are so many interesting characters in this michael one of the things i think this does very well michael and one of the things i think we might have been lacking just just a little bit in Parabellum and number two is is good side characters like really strong interesting bizarre side characters they had Halle Berry Ben you love Halle Berry yeah but she wasn't she wasn't a great character Michael she had dogs yeah she had dogs but still not a great character Michael no well she had dogs no when we watched John Wick 1 Michael we got Charon we got Winston like those are those are great side characters. They're big. They're mysterious. They're they're just interesting. I really, really enjoyed uh, Rina Say- uh, Sayama as Akira. That's she really the, interesting. So she she's a pop star. She she has nothing to do with acting or action or assassinating or assassinating at all. Um, but she um, she was approached by Chad, the director. Chad. Chad. That's his name. 
Um, He's a tech bro. I can't remember his full name. Uh, Yeah, Chad uh, Stileski. And he just rang her up and he was like, would you like to be in John Wick? And she was like, oh, I don't act. I don't do anything like that. Yeah, he's like, I like your vibe. Do you want to come to Berlin? See what it's like? Hmm? 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 And she she went for it and uh, became quite a key character, Michael. Not so yeah, bad yeah, at the yeah. old action scenes, is Akira. Not too bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she might be back, you never know. She might be, Michael. If you, if we do a little spoilers. Oh, yeah, let's get into spoilers. I don't think we can talk about the rest of the characters yeah. without getting into spoilers. So uh, it's going to be spoilers from here on in. Get into a little bit of spoilers. She's in a post credit scene, the first of the series, Michael. The first, she shows up and she goes, you killed my father, prepare to die. Prepare to die. She has a she has a Princess Bride moment all to herself. Mm. And um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed Akira. I really liked the tracker. I quite enjoyed the tracker just because of the dog. I was like, yeah, the dog. this is great. This is great. Don't mess with dogs in the John Wick universe. Don't mess with dogs in the John Wick universe. I thought the way that they tied him understanding John Wick into him saving the dog. John Wick saving a dog is why I'm invested in the John Wick series, Michael. And that little <laughs> callback is is a perfect twofer. On the one level, it lets the tracker know this guy's all right. And on Makes the sense. on the other level, it winks to the audience and says, "Do you remember this? Do you remember why you yeah. love John Wick?" Yeah, we're, this we promise it. we're not going to hurt any more dogs. Ben, yeah. that little dog was too small to be doing the amount of damage it was doing, though. Yeah, but I don't care, Michael. I was into it. Tiny little dog. There was a Bowie-esque I'm, quality of that dog, and I was into it. Very good. Benjamin, I thought that the performance of Donnie Yen, legend of the genre Donnie Yen, was excellent. I thought it was really fun. That dynamic in general between, um, between Donnie Yen and... Um, bloody John Wick and Koji or no Koji 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 yeah Koji was phenomenal what an enjoyable interplay of old pals old pals old middle aged men having a fight yeah very very good and you know who's a real prick go on Bill Skarsgård god now here's my beef with Bill Skarsgård or to be more specific my buff why didn't they just get a Frenchman or make him Norwegian uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand There's that There's loads choice. of French actors. There's loads of them. There's non-stop French actors that are coming out the wazoo. Why did they get Bill Skarsgård to do a terrible French act? I didn't even realise he was French until they started calling him the Frenchman. Yeah, just get, just get Vincent Cassell. He's probably a bit old for the... Doesn't matter. But there's loads of French people, Ben. There's like 60 million of the bastards. Yeah, there's loads of them, Michael. And they're all down to assassin. They don't even flinch when someone's going assassins. Down. They'll drive over you at the Arc de Triomphe as soon as look at you. As soon as look at you. Get out of the way. I'm late for dinner. Move. Yeah. Get um, out of the way. My, my escargot is going cold. Very good, Michael. Um... But not Bill Skarsgård. Very strange choice. I thought, um, I thought bloody uh, Clancy Brown was great. Yes. As the harbinger, who seems to be an even higher power than the rest of them. Well, he seems to be some sort of, I don't get what they're doing, because he seemed to be, he seemed to have the power of the high table. But we just witnessed John Wick killing the person above the high table. Yeah, but then for some reason he's still... I think he's yeah, yeah. the keeper of the old ways or something. I think that's it. It doesn't matter, Michael. Doesn't this matter. movie is is a great expansion of the universe. There's so many subtle callbacks, ridiculous fight scenes. I have to say, I didn't think Keanu Reeves was as up to it as he had been in previous films. He's getting, he's closing he's it on He's getting 60. up there. He's, he's 58 now, I think. Uh, poor man. 
And um, there's a there's a few of his scenes, Michael, especially in the early scraps where he's missing a few marks or there's very slow or contrived reasons that he's allowed to get away with that nunchuck move or a foot mm. stomp or something. I'm just like, fucking, I'm not so sure. But then Donnie Yen comes in, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Keanu Reeves is 58, you're right. He's nearly 60. He's it's nearly 60. incredible performance for someone who's nearly 60. But so is Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah, Donnie Yen might be older. Yeah, Donnie um, Yen was born in 1963, Michael, so you do the math on that for me. That's 69. That's 69, and he's be fucking incredible. Yeah. Incredible scenes. He's fucking incredible. 59, sorry, 59, not 69. Um, 59. Do you know what blew me away, Michael, on, on this one? The fucking sets. Jesus Very Christ. Good. Very good. The set pieces on this film are phenomenal. The giant European backdrops. And a lot of that is CGI, but it just looks good. Yeah, it's very... Look, it was a little over long. I'm not going to have it. All right. There was, one, there was one scene in particular I thought we could have survived without. Go on. And it was a good scene, but this whole bit where he goes to the German nightclub to get his, back his family crest so he can do the challenge, they could have cut that out. It's they very strange. They could have given me 40 minutes less and just gone yeah you can challenge them if you want grand um not that that fight scene wasn't good but it was the least vital part i thought of the whole thing happening if i were to edit this ben i would take that whole section out it's it's also the scene michael that that makes the least amount of sense because the the large german man who's played by a bit of a legend of the industry and i'm trying to find his name scott adkins scott adkins thank you very much in a fat suit but yeah um the the thing of this, Michael, is um, he flees from John Wick at the beginning mm. and then suddenly decides to take a puff on his inhaler and goes, ah, fuck it. He's great in fighting. I'm not scared of you at all. And then he whoops John Wick up and down for a bit. And then he's afraid again. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, lads. Like, pick one. <laughs> Just, like, it doesn't yeah. matter. I also thought, Michael, that that was the most inspired by the Batman I felt that that was a, a cut and paste of like a cobblepot scene from oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the Batman. Yeah, there's a good touch of the Os- Oswald cobblepots about him for sure. Yeah, and like even the even the nightclub scene, the chasing around, the running around. I, I don't know. Definitely, I think your editor's nose is on the money there, Michael. If you were to re-edit this, that might be the one. But it's still enjoyable. It's all enjoyable, yeah, yeah. Michael. Yeah, they could have cut that out and made it like a 30-minute TV episode. Of, yeah. To promote John Wick 4. Yeah. Anyway, look, good. Yeah. Ben, we're going to be neck deep in John Wick for the next few years because it's the John, it's the start of the John Wick cinematic universe. Yeah, so we're more than likely getting Anna de Armas in the ballerina, which is set in yeah. the John Wick universe. Mm-hmm. We're more than likely getting a continental prequel TV series. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and I would imagine the tracker's going to get a spin-off. He'll probably get a spin-off and it looks like we might get a spin-off of Donnie Yen versus uh, a Japanese pop star. I think that's going to end up being a buddy cop uh, film or TV series. Where oh, they, a classic. They fight a little bit, then they're mates. Yeah, then they're mates in a, in a kind of Winter Falcon kind of gig. Winter Falcon. Very good. <laughs> Benjamin, we've, got, we've seen so much. Michael, we've been through so much this week. We've been through so much this week. One of the things we've been through is... We're 46 minutes in here. One of the other things we've been through is <laughs> Michael, we've we seen... we haven't had time. We haven't... This is incredible stuff. I saw three, I saw four films this week. Too many films. Um, we, we also saw Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Michael, you and I... Well, now... We're not going to spoil this because we saw this was a preview screen. No, it's not even out yet, ladies and gentlemen. We're just special. 
Yeah, we're two special boys. Two special boys, and they've given us podcast microphones for some reason. Um, <laughs> no, we bought them. We bought. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we did it ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Manifest destiny, Michael. That's what we went for. Exactly. And um, uh, Michael, I. I... In, um... Go ahead. <laughs> I, I and that, ladies I'm, and gentlemen, is why we're Ireland's least popular pop culture podcast. I've just realised I'm pushing for to get on with time and then interrupting you with bad jokes. So but, you go ahead there and tell us about Dungeons and Dragons, but no spoilers because we've seen it because we're special boys. Special and we got boys. some tickets thanks to Forbidden Planet and the Odeon Cinema, uh, which was very, very nice of them. And we got to go see a special preview screening of Dungeons and Dragons Honours Among Thieves. It's out on March 31st here, Michael. Mm. Honor among thieves. You're repeatedly calling it honors among thieves. Honors amongst thieves. They studied very hard, Michael, and they passed <laughs> their leaving cert with flying colors, um, <laughs> and they got honors That's amongst good. thieves. That's a good joke. Yeah, thanks. It's a very Irish joke, but I think it yeah. landed. Um, come here to me, Michael. This was a very this this was a much more enjoyable film than I thought it had any right to be. What I've been telling people, Ben, is: Do you remember when Marvel movies were good? Yeah, <laughs> it feels like that. This is Guardians of the Galaxy meets Lord of the Rings meets I don't know what way you'd I don't know what way you'd mash it up, Michael. But what an enjoyable film! No spoilers here, ladies and gentlemen. You won't get no any. Spoilers from, but I'll no, give you, you my highlights anything. in broad strokes. Very broad strokes. Very broad strokes. The character work, ladies and gentlemen. Chef's kiss. Some of them. This is the best thing I've seen Michelle Rodriguez in in years. She just plays a stereotypical dumb barbarian, though. But it works so well for Michelle Rodriguez. She really fucking nails it. And there's a lot of sentimentality to it. I absolutely love it. Chris Prine proves himself to be the best Chris. For the time being. For the time being, until some sort of scandal rocks us all. Yeah. (laughs) So, number two. One of the best chase scenes that I've seen in years. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did enjoy that chase. I was so fucking into it, Michael. Yeah. Just in terms of in terms of a well-executed concept, Michael, in terms of in terms of that going from a storyboard to an on-screen thing, it's just so well done, Michael. So enjoyable. They use one of the core concepts of D&D to pull it off with a little bit of spice and a plum, and it just works really fucking well. Mm, it's good. It's good. Really, really, really good. And uh, number number three was fighting using using the unique things that made characters special worked really, really well. Yeah, I yeah, really liked true. the action in this film. I think it went really, really well. And as bonus points, what a heist! What Great a heist. heist! Yeah, Great heist. Really yeah. good heist. Now it's not it's not amazing. No, it's not it's as not- good as. It's not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Fuck you, you're wrong. It, it isn't. It's no, not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. It's a good movie. It's a good movie that throws back to that era of, you know, kind of 2010s filmmaking before Marvel and DC started turning themselves inside out, not knowing what to do with themselves. There's a good heaping dose of Pirates of the Caribbean to this. There is a good bit of Pirates of the Caribbean. There's a good bit of... Uh, there is a good bit of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, there's not much Lord of the Rings, let's be honest. It no. doesn't... It's neither epic nor dramatic. But it's it's not... It's not as flippant as a Marvel movie either. Um, yeah. The, it has stakes and people are not joking at 
the key scary moments and characters yeah. do joke and characters are glib, but there's not a threat. all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a sense of threat and there's a sense of danger, and um, there are interesting and capable and competent male and female characters, which is a nice change. <laughs> which is nice without it being the point. It yeah, just it's, is. It's, they're, they're just good at what they do. Yeah, there's just there's, there's good male characters. There's good female characters. There's there's diversity in casting. Yeah, but without it being just without it feeling like that's the point, like yeah. it sometimes can with modern Marvel movies. There's there's not a single setup, Michael, where a woman is doubted because she's a woman and then has to prove everybody wrong. Yeah, and there's also not like Chris Pine's character isn't the butt of every joke and comically incompetent. No, not at all. In fact, which he's is, quite important. Yeah, which is fun. Which is you know the way Marvel are going. Let's say in comparison to Ant Man's super genius, infallible, made a quantum tunneling device in her bedroom daughter. Yeah, and the idiot Paul Rudd. Yeah, you don't have that, and you know. There's there's no question that Holga, the barbarian, is the strongest and the best fighter. And there's no question to the point of it's never questioned. But what I what I really like about it is they trust each other to fulfill their roles. It's it's a very that's the most D and D thing about it, Michael. Is, oh is And you would know. That it because I play D and D. You play um, a D you're a D and D boy. I'm a D and D boy, Michael. Uh but it's so interesting because what we get is, you know, it, it's just very good character work and a very diverse field of abilities and everybody's given a moment to shine. I just, I, I thought it was a really enjoyable experience as a mm. film. Easily yeah, yeah. one of my favourite blockbusters of the last couple of years, Michael. So much so that I said, yes. why don't we do an exhumed episode? Yeah. And Michael, I've never regretted being on a pop culture podcast so much in my entire life as I did when I slogged my way through the year 2000's Dungeons and Dragons film. What an absolute bag of shit. What a steaming bag of fucking feces. Absolute muckery. It's, I, it's just dreadful. It's dreadful from start to finish. I couldn't understand it. There's only one good thing in it, Benjamin, and it's, and it's, uh, what's his name? John Hurt? No. Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. And it's Jeremy Irons is gleeful overacting in every single word and gesture that he, he makes in this film. That's what that's what um, bought him his castle in Scotland. I'm convinced. <laughs> it's the prototype of him playing Ozymandias in the Watchmen series. Yeah, but at least that's self-aware, ago. Michael. <laughs> John, Jeremy Irons is having an absolute wonderful time and then at the same time he's sharing scenes although he might not actually be sharing scenes with Thora Birch who looks like she's being held at gunpoint point and being forced to be in this was she in Ghost World yes she That's... might have been being held at gunpoint and being forced to be in this I think like, she was weird parallels to Padme Amidala aside she exited acting not long after this for very odd personal reasons. So there might have been some weird family shit going on there. Mm. Um, but as much as her performance is dreadful and it might have been something going on with her, it's also 
to say this movie is directed by someone I think would be a bit of a leap. Oh, Michael, there's so many missing scenes in this film. It's very confusing. The the dwarf character, Ben, they meet a dwarf. Actually, hold on, very quickly tell us what it's about. So, Michael, in the D&D movie... Yes. There's the kingdom of Izmir. Izmir, yep. yep. Izmir. Izmir yep. is ruled by a queen. An empress. An empress, my apologies. The empress is gifted with the staff of golden dragons. Yeah, and she can use it to control dragons. And she can use it to control golden dragons. Now, in the D&D universe, dragons are sentient and very intelligent Mm -hmm. creatures. So the ethics of that aside, that's what she can do. And it's what gives her... A scepter of slavery. It's a scepter of slavery, essentially. And what it can do, Michael, is it controls dragons. And that is what gives her power. It's what puts her at the top of the food chain, makes her infallible. She has a golden scepter for the golden Mm -hmm. dragons. That's how it works. Like how the Pope's scepter controls Catholics. Yeah, exactly. Profion, Jeremy Irons. I think you mean Jeremy Irons. (laughs) So that's a spot on Jeremy Irons impression for this film. Profion has been trying to make his Alibaba marketplace version of the Staff (laughs) of Golden Dragons. The staff of red dragon. No, no, no. At the beginning, he's trying to create a knockoff golden dragon one, which is why we have that bizarre opening scene where he tries to control a dragon with Damadir and it fails. What's Damadir? What's his name? Oh, is that the the guy with the blue lips? Yes. It's definitely not Damadir, but go on. Anyway, that's the crux of this. He is trying to stage a coup get rid of the Empress. And in the middle of this, Michael, it turns out that Izmir is a totally corrupt society where if you have magic, you're on top. And if yep. you don't, you're on the bottom of society. Okay? Well, not not as low as dragons, though. Not as low as dragons who are just slaves. Just slaves. So what we get, what we deal with, Michael, we, get, we then get introduced to Ripley or Ridley. Is it Ripley or Ridley? I think it's Ripley. I think they no, change it a few times throughout the film. <laughs> So it's Justin Wallen anyway. It's, it's Justin it's, it's Wallen and one of the from, wings. Uh, being, it's him from being um, Jimmy Olsen in The Adventures of Lois and yeah. Clark. And then we get one of the Wayne's brothers as Snails the Thief. Oh, fucking hell. So they end up they they want to steal the school of they want to rob from the school of magic, Michael. So they go to do that. While that's happening, one of the Empress's allies, who has a librarian assistant, is murdered by Damadir, the nineties <laughs> rave club going blue lipped goth boy, who I'm yeah, fairly certain sang the hit nineties track "I'm Too Sexy for My Shirt." Very good, right side Fred joke. For I you think there. it's the same guy. So yeah. this happens, Michael. She ends up in an uneasy alliance with Snails and Ripley and they get chased by Damadir through the streets of Izmir and they run into a drunk dwarf who's homeless. Yeah. And for some reason, the dwarf immediately goes, right, I'm just going to I'm just going to take up with you guys. You're my pals now. Yeah. But the whole dwarf story is bizarre because he just disappears and reappears throughout the film. Whenever he feels like it. rhyme or reason. Whenever he feels like it. So this is really, really interesting. There are no bonding moments between this t- the, the, the team. And our first major moment of bonding isn't even in the film. They get transported inside a map, Michael. Yes. And librarian girl and thief boy, number one, 
Martina? Marina? Marina, Martita, one of these. Ridley Ripley and Martita Martina. Yeah. They go on an adventure inside the map and they meet a wraith and the wraith, you know, gives them a quest. We don't see any of that. We don't see it. They just tell us. They They just tell us. They just pop out 10 minutes later and go, whoo, the stuff we've seen. Oh, my God. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. They go into the map. The map has to be transported away because Damadir comes to the tavern. Yeah. The dwarf and snails go, oh, fuck. And they clear off. Yeah. With the map. And then they just pop out and it turns out they've had a romantic moment in the map. Yeah. But we never see it. Never see anything. No. One of my favourite things about this, Ben, as opposed to modern films, is everyone's kissing. Everyone's shifting, Michael. Everybody's having a shift. Doesn't, isn't the, the young mage, the young wizard, Marina Martina, first of all, she's in a totally different film to everyone else. Yeah. She's just walking around like this the whole time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I'm prototype Hermione. Yeah. Um. But, oh yeah, she's dreadful. She's, she's absolutely <laughs> dreadful. And then they have one of the most unearned kisses at the end that oh. I've ever seen in cinema history. So, Michael, <laughs> it, it keeps getting worse from there, right? So, <laughs> we keep coming back to this guy, Damadir. Damadir is the main villain. You think it was Jeremy Irons. It's not. We see Jeremy Irons sorry, at the who? beginning and at the end. He's like a bookended villain. Who do you mean? Uh, sorry, Profion. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. And he's more of a bookend mean. villain, Michael. He got paid to be in the start and the end of this film. Yeah. And what happens is, Michael, this guy Damadir flip-flops between villain origins. So in, in the middle of this, in sorry, at the very beginning of the film, Damadir gets cursed with a, a kind of a mind flare prototype. He gets a leech put in his brain. Some sort of ear demon. And it's going to kill him if he doesn't do what he wants. And he tries to appeal to Marina Martita yeah. at some point. And he says, no, I don't want to kill the Empress. I I have this in my head. It's like, you didn't, though, at the start of the film. Yeah, you, you were, were, you you were, were already were, doing it. You were delighted that your master could control dragons. I remember. Yeah. I was there for the film. It was about 25 minutes in that direction. Yeah, it's no good. It's no I was good. watching it. So it gets worse, Michael, and we've got more missing scenes coming up. So at one point they realise that they have to steal the map back from Damadir. It's it's a little bit of a kind of piggy in the middle situation or keep the map away vibe. Mm-hmm. And we get introduced to beholders out of nowhere. Very briefly. In yeah. the film look, for two minutes. Look, beholders. Beholders again, super sentient creatures in the game. Mm. Not not to be hired by other people. They are masterminds in themselves. But we'll get into that another time, Michael. So, <laughs> sorry, in between this, we've met Norda, the elvish tracker. Very pointy boobies. <laughs> Why is she wearing that armor, Michael? But she has the pointiest boobies I have seen this size of the 80s. The pointiest Madonna, boobies though. I have ever seen. Absolutely fucking bizarre. Really weird stuff going on altogether. Really no weird character stuff. development for her either. None. Not a drop. Because, Michael, every time she could play a role, she says, no, no, to the, to the dwarf. They must do this themselves. Said who? Said who? <laughs> when was that mentioned? When did anybody say that? Oh, fucking hell. Nobody said it. So, mm. then we come to the bizarrest moment of all, Michael, and spoilers for this film that you should not watch, ladies and gentlemen. Don't watch it anyway. Should not watch. Snails dies. 
thankfully, because then it stops Marlon or Damon Wayans from screeching. He's in a different film as well. <laughs> he's just screeching the whole time. He thinks he's in Scary Movie. He really does. And so what happens is, Michael, he dies by the hands of uh, Damon And then Ripley has the weirdest reaction ever. He just falls and he screams at the sky for two minutes. Your man's still there. He's still right there. Because an impending you. threat. And he, then and then he does. And then yeah, it turns out they get through a portal and they they go back. The dwarf is back all of a sudden. Yeah. And then it turns out that there's there's magic that can just heal you no problem. Go get Snail's body. <laughs> go go nah. do that. Nah. 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 So nah. He wouldn't stop screeching. I've never been happier when a character got killed off in my entire history of watching films. And then, Michael, there is the scene where Ripley... I forgot about the Thieves' Guild. I just glossed over the Thieves' Guild. The maze that is actually just a straight line. It has Richard O'Brien in it, though, Ben. Huh? It has Richard O'Brien in it. Who's Richard O'Brien, Michael? He's Richard O'Brien, Benjamin. He's from the Crystal Maze. Oh, that was the big reveal, was it, with the mirror? I couldn't figure out who this person was. I was like, who are you? <laughs> Richard O'Brien. He's from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ah, get out of here. But anyway, he, he goes on about this thing as if it's a real challenging maze. No one's been able to get in in years and years and years. It's a straight fucking line, Michael. Yeah, but it's full of spikes. Yeah, but anyone could have done it. Jimmy Olsen has to jump over them. And then for some reason, he, he like separates snails from Ripley and then he sends Martita Martina away as well for no reason. No one, everyone's just getting sent off for no reason in this all the time. Bizarre. Bizarre. So anyway, the, the, the climax of this film, Michael, is that bloody one Ripley, Ridley Ripley, gets the, the scepter of red dragons. Oh. Oh. And he, Michael goes into a cave and he meets a talking skull who gives him a warning and he gets away with it. It's no bother. He just takes it in right. the end. There's yeah. no challenge. Yeah. <laughs> He's just Should like, oh, cool. I'll yeah. just take it. Thank you. And he leaves and then they get into a scrap, Michael, because Dadimir has found them and he has Martina Martita and yeah. Norda and he gives them the scepter and then bloody nightclub rave, blue lip, too sexy for his shirt. Strolls off into a portal. Uh, I'm too sexy for my lips. Ridley Ripley goes. Lips. <laughs> Ridley Ripley goes after him, and they come out of the portal at different times. They go yeah, in at why? the same time. Yeah, and they, they come, come out, out different at times. different times. Why? That doesn't make any sense. And Michael, the one moment I thought we were going to get some kind of decent writing was when Dadimir realises that he's not going to be saved. I thought Dadimir was going to attack Jeremy Irons. No, he just demands that he gets turned back. Who do you think he's going to attack? Jeremy Irons. (laughs) Yes, very good. But then Jeremy Irons just fixes him. Just fixes him. Not a bother. Not a bother. And then, oh, Michael, what the fuck was this film, man? No use. I'll tell you what's bad about it. It's a bad movie Go on. and it's bad D&D. It's bad D&D. Because we have seen a better D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, Honour Among Thieves. Which they say about six times in this film. Which they say all the time in this. They're like, what about Honour Among Thieves? And I'm like, yes, it is much better. Stop reminding me. But in Honour Among Thieves, not only is it a better film with better acting and better casting and better directing and better action sequences and, you know, more fun and more compelling, but also... <laughs> Everyone gets to do their D&D character stuff. Like, Doric is a wild-shaped druid 
and yeah. she's just turning into critters and creatures and lepping about the place and doing magic. Holga's a barbarian. She's kicking everyone's heads in. The dwarf gets in one fight in this and loses. Yeah, badly. Yeah, and he's a dwarf fighter. That's his whole point. He's not in and the film, though. He's just there Marina as Martina. scenery. Exactly. And Marina Martina does, like, two magic spells on the idiots at the start. Which would come in very handy at all the other points. Just do the same just- spell again. She doesn't do any more magicking. She stops right after yeah, that. Yeah, she just stops doing magic. I don't even know what Norba was supposed to be. Maybe a ranger? She's. I think she's a ranger. Because she had a bow and a hint of magic about and her and very pointy boobies. Pointy nipple armour. Yeah, very pointy nipple armour. I, I tell you what, I I was inclined to cut it some slack, right? At the very beginning, Michael, I was like, ah, look, it's the year 2000, New Line Cinema. Maybe the graphics aren't that great because they're terrible. They're, the, the, the CGI is terrible. But do you know what came out in 2001? Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fellowship of the Ring from New Line Cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Harry Potter. I'm Harry Potter. And Phantom Menace came out the year before. No excuse. This was made for about 25 euro. (laughs) A packet of jelly babies. A packet of jelly babies. And like their, their star was... The replacement Jimmy Olsen. I, I think the most egregious thing about this, Michael, is the fact that it thought it was getting a sequel. It did get a sequel. Yeah, I know, but it's setting itself up for a big cinema sequel. I was like, yeah, absolutely no, fucking straight not. Straight to DVD. Absolutely not. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I beseech you. Yes. In the coming days, do not yes. be tempted. Do not be tempted to watch 2000's Dungeon and Dragons as a completionist. You don't need it before you go to see 2023's Dungeons and Dragons Honours Amongst Thieves A1 Pluses for Everyone. Just go see that instead. Just go see that instead. Just go do that. Better. Spare yourself what we could it's not. It's got leathery old Chris Pine in it. Leathery old Chris Pine. And he's a delight. Leathery old Hugh Grant. Leathery old Chris Pine. Leather galore. It's great. There wasn't even any leather in the 2000s Dungeons and Dragons it's all pleather and you can tell it's all pleather and kissing all pleather and kissing maybe some people are into that but you won't be into it this time it's no good ladies and gentlemen have you yes. ever seen the abomination that is 2000s Dungeons and Dragons if so could you please let us know in a few different places you can find us on the interwebs at www.shomrabeug.com s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g.com it means tiny room in Irish does indeed you can find us on Instagram at your luxury listen podcast it means she looks, she listen in English. It does indeed. But the best place, ladies and gentlemen, to find us. It's probably on TikTok. We do quite well on TikTok. Um, but no, TikTok. the best place to get in touch with us, ladies and gentlemen, is to hop up on that Discord. Get some live feedback from us, the gang. Hop up on it. The link is in the description the down below. Is in the description. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it from us. I'm off to go play some real D&D and wash the taste of that awful movie out of my mouth. Benjamin, I've got a little treat for you to end the episode. I've had uh, your good mate and mine, Jeremy Irons, record an ending. Oh, excellent. Right, give that a go. See you (laughs) next Tuesday. Spot on. That was definitely him.